It's easy to think of life in terms of black and white, this or that, but rarely is that ever the case. We live in the in-between more than we think we do. Nowhere is that more evident than in the realm of faith, spirituality, and religion. Faith and doubt are often thought of as being in opposition to each other. If your faith is strong, then no doubts will arise. But if you have doubts, you have to have more faith. This creates an imbalance where the two are not fully addressed in a meaningful way. In the pursuit of a strong faith, we ignore our doubts and questions. In asking questions and voicing doubts, we often forget to ask what part faith has in answering them. And so the two remain ever at odds. Perhaps it is good to sit in that in-between space instead of rushing to one side or the other. Perhaps a more worthwhile goal is not to arrive at a conclusion, but to understand how to live in a state of flux and observe how God is working in it. In this episode, we ask, are faith and doubt always enemies? What does it mean to have faith? What does it mean to have doubt? Can one drive the other? What does it mean to say, help my unbelief? All that and more on this edition of the podcast. We're a forum for discussion on the issues that are ruminating in the minds of churchgoers, but that are often not raised from the pulpit. Too long has the church shied away from grappling with tough questions and nuanced issues. We're your hosts. I'm Reichert Zalameda. I'm Lucas Manning. Welcome to Questions from the Pew, where faith and culture meet. back for another installment yes. of your local podcast. <laughs> Are we local? For, I guess for someone. For ourselves. We're local in the United States. <laughs> yeah. Here I am sitting here, Reichert's dressed to the nines, got a nice jacket on, collared shirt, and I'm in a robe in my basement. <laughs> but who is more comfortable? <laughs> that, you know, comfort is king. You know? That's what they say. I don't know if that's true. But <laughs> Context and comfort, the two C's. <laughs> <laughs> the two C's that you live your life by? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> you doing good? Yeah, I'm doing great. Just enjoying life, you know, <laughs> taking my car to get wheels fixed and all that. So oh, it's a good... That's fun. It's a great time. Car that's troubles. Fun. It's a natural part of life. But I got natural. AAA. Here's a non-sponsored... Shout out to AAA, which is only sixty. Here's a word from our not sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. All yeah, roadside say. assistance is no joke. Yeah, literally. It's nice. It can be a lifesaver. Truly. I mean, probably. I've taken advantage of it. Literally, yeah. All right, well, we're talking about doubt. All right, this is a Faith. good good segue into <laughs> yeah. our topic. Do we believe in the... Do we have doubt in roadside assistance okay <laughs> anyway. all right this is our th- uh, what, third episode in our series now and questions is. and doubts yeah we've talked about certainty and if it mm. can be an idol Ooh. talked about dangerous questions or if that even is a thing anyway so go back and listen to those if you haven't but yeah we're trudging forward we're moving on <laughs> yeah. further up and further in oof 
All right. Shall we go into the old first question? A question from the pew. Yeah, question one. Are faith and doubt always enemies? Mm. It's a great question. <laughs> Every I single mean, time. It's, yeah. I mean, those two are usually in, they're like, uh, those two are always paired. Yeah. Like, at least growing up, that's. Uh, For sure. Yeah. What's the opposite it, of faith, doubt? Yeah. That's like what I think you'd say in an average, you know, the average person would say. That's what, yeah, that's what probably I wonder if the, I wonder most if these people would say. Definitions include anything about. So I'm just going to look up the definitions to these two terms because might as well. Faith, yeah. complete trust or confidence in someone or something. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Thank you. Uh, I think that matches the popular general. understanding. Yeah, that's fair, which I guess what is what is. Oxford. This is Oxford. So that's faith. Doubt. A feeling of uncertainty or lack of conviction. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Anyway. There's that word, uncertainty. Uncertain, yeah, literally. And I guess faith, complete trust or confidence and uncertainty, but I mean. That's fa fairly synonymous. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Anywho, yeah. Obviously in churches a lot. I mean, just growing up in church all the time, you know, you hear the word faith. Um, even like... We say like heroes of the faith, someone who's mm. strong in their faith. So clearly this mm -hmm. is a, which, I mean, it is one of the three like virtues, right? Faith, hope, love. So there's definitely something to it, mm -hmm. uh, even in the Bible. You know, whether or not that's our understanding or not is another question, but right. it's at yeah. least important. Yeah, faith, yeah, it's, um, it's almost like an all or nothing kind of understanding of those two words. Mm. Um, like faith necessarily means the absence or maybe the avoidance i don't know the yeah. absence of doubt and then doubt is the absence of um certainty or a lack of faith yeah. or yeah an yeah. absence of certainty yeah there's really no um i don't know i don't know if there's a, a spectrum in terms of like our understanding of you know of doubt are there levels are there gradients of of doubt and sure and faith in terms of like how people normally would think of doubt and faith or how people normally would use those two words. Sure. I feel like there's no gradient in mind. There's no sure. spectrum. It's, it's yeah, like all the popular in or, or definition. Out. If you yeah. have faith, you're all in or whatever. Or you're trying to be all in. That's what I feel like in mm. churches. It's all about trying. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, and like that's, the goal is to be so sold out that you're certain. You know what I mean? And that's where, like, that yeah. certainty thing comes in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is just interesting. I guess, I mean, I guess to me, if we're going to, our faith and doubt always enemies. I mean, I would just say just a great, big old healthy no. They're not. Mm. <laughs> like, you know, in my perspective, they're not. Mostly because I guess the only way I know how to build faith is by having doubts. So it's like, you know, when you meet a new person, I don't know anything about this person. I have many mm -hmm. doubts, you know what I mean? But then mm -hmm. as like, as I gain experiences and as, you know, as I 
you know, put them to the test with my doubts, then I like gain faith. You know what I'm saying? If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um, so that's where I guess uh, to me it's this, it's a similar thing with like you know the Bible or even like you know church you know leaders or whatever is it's like I don't and I guess specifically we're talking about you know faith in the God of the Bible and you know the truth that it teaches mm-hmm. and to me it's like without doubt then you, you're just stuck like you're stuck in this is what I believe and I'm I'm like done you know what I'm saying I'm, I mean mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we talked about with the the certainty talk is like there's like finitude to it you know what I mean like mm-hmm. whereas like doubt it's like oh like do I actually have this right you know what I'm saying uh, and so yeah. that's where doubt can be like self-reflective which I think is very much yeah. so needed yeah I think you've got you kind of bring up an important point there right because yeah doubt does not Doubt is not always, I feel, um, like, pointed outwards. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is, like you said, self-reflective. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I've heard seasoned, you know, seasoned Christians, you know, when they're faced with the death of a loved one and they are, um, they, they don't come to an existential, like, like a spiritual existential crisis, but questions arise where questions arise that make them consider, you know, ask the question of, well, what if I'm wrong mm. in my understanding of what it means to, sure, um, to have this faith, you know, this you know security of, you know, the hope beyond this world, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, hope sure. beyond death. What if I'm wrong in that? Sure. Um, and I, yeah, it's a grounding experience. It's a humbling experience, sure. I think. And yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if that's always again because doubt has such a negative connotation. Sure. I think that self-reflective um, nature of doubt and questioning um, can very often lead to gla- greater clarity and sure. greater certainty not not to say that that's the goal right yeah i think sometimes often those two maybe go hand in hand yeah yeah sure well that's what yeah i mean now that you're actually talking about this and you know like in the face of a you know maybe the death of a loved one or something like that i do remember growing up uh like there's i guess in my brain there's kind of like two different ways of doubting that are associated with the two different paradigms I've had for the Bible. And so like when I was younger, I remember, you know, my paradigm was, you know, Jesus died for our sins. That's great. Primary purpose is so when I die, I can go to heaven. You know what I mean? That's like Mm. main reason why this whole thing happened. And so that's what it is. And so then my doubts were always either a, which these usually got pushed away pretty easily, but it's like, is any of this really real? You know what I mean? Like, you know, obviously I would ask that in my brain. Uh, But Honestly, that wasn't the the big one. Was like, am I really saved? That was like the like the doubt or whatever. <laughs> and so I would like you know pray the sinner's prayer ten million times just to make sure. It's like okay, I'm saved. We're good. <laughs> if I die, I'm going to heaven. And so that's where like I, that's not really like the doubt that I'm talking about. Mostly because the paradigm of the Bible I have is not like really about that you know what i mean like that's a part of it um and there's 
there's definitely the first the first doubt I talked about of like is any of this really real? I definitely still have that now. I mean, it's just like sometimes you know you're laying there and it's like this could all just be like a really awesomely beautifully put together story and literature, you know, and that that could mm-hmm. be. Um, so that still exists, but like the am I do I really believe this? Uh, I don't know if you used to have that, but. Um, I guess I just I don't really have that anymore, mostly because my paradigm is more about, you know, enacting God's kingdom now. So it's more about like, are like, am I doing the thing? You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. rather than like, is it true? Am I going to be safe when I die? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, but, but so yeah, I think the doubt I'm talking about is more just like, yeah, it's it's self-reflective. It's like, am I right about this? Uh, and I, I guess I, I struggle to say if that's ever bad. You know what I mean? Uh, and one thing I will say is the dictionary's definition of doubt of as a lack of conviction. I, I guess I, I can understand why they might say doubt and that like connect that with doubt, like a lack of conviction with doubt. But I don't think I don't think if you have doubt that means that you have a lack of conviction. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. So for instance, I think I can pretty confidently be like yeah I don't know I I have doubts you know what I mean or not pretty confidently say I have doubts but like I can be like you know it's it's possible that I'm wrong but then I can also be like I'm very convinced and like have great conviction that I should live this way in the world because of it you know what I mean so I don't I think it, it says something about how much you value a certain thing, right? To to question whether you're right about such and such thing. Like, am I understanding sure. this right, or am I am I right to be you know to have this lo- yeah. certain level of of certainty about this? Sure. Um, yeah, it says something about the value you place on it because if you if it wasn't important to you you would not be questioning it at all. Sure. It would be, yeah, who cares? you know, a given. It, yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, the, to the question of can one drive the other? Can can faith drive doubt? Can doubt, you know, encourage faith? Those sorts of things. Sure. Um, I think that speaks to, I think it speaks to how linked those two are because if if one is actually taking stock of and and well aware of the way they approach you know their faith and spirituality whatever um there is that i think there is that continuum where you always need to be aware of where you are on it um so in terms of and i think it's like Per, per issue or per topic or whatever. Um, so, you know, let's just say, you know, from am I understanding what the Bible is doing correctly? Sure. You know, it's not a, it's not a, again, if we're going to take a more self-reflective route, I think that ebbs and flows 
where you come to certain passages, you come to certain sections and understandings of the Bible. It's okay. This makes a lot of sense, and I, there's there's no, um, not to say that there's you know that you're saying there's no way I'm wrong on this, but there's a, a certain degree of certainty, certain degree of certitude that, um, yeah, that can change. I think when you come to other sections of the Bible, like more tr- like. Our series on violence from last series uh, from last season, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you are not, if you don't take a step back and ask yourself, "Am I understanding what is happening here correctly?" Mm-hmm. Like asking those questions and self-reflecting, you know, um, leaning into those, you know, those um, the area of doubt and questioning a little bit. I think that's troublesome if you don't lean in it because those there are some violent passages in scripture so you have to ask yourself what to do uh, with them especially when those are stories integral to the faith yeah so like joshua and jericho yeah like great walls come tumbling down or whatever but then after that they're supposed to slaughter (laughs) everyone everyone so what do you do about that yeah sure like you can't you have to address those doubts and those questions um otherwise so, yeah, again, especially with such an integral part. So that's just one example of right. like that continuum of like um, one driving the other. I don't know if it's a linear thing. Sure. Maybe it's a you know a cyclical sort of idea. Sure. Of of it of the ebb and flow of yeah. faith and doubt, and and not to say that one is waffling or not making a decision. Sure. But to be well aware of how um, how a deeper faith can often raise bigger questions. Yeah, totally. Yeah, holding both in tension with each other or with mm-hmm. one another. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think, yeah, I think in this conversation we've kind of been like there's been two different types of doubt. It's like there's external doubt or there's internal doubt, which we're talking about right now, which is like am I right about thinking that this means this? You know what I mean? Which we have to, I mean, every passage of scripture, it's like, kind of got to do that with, you know what I mean? And then kind of like, I don't know if I want to call it external doubt, but we'll just do it anyway. Is it's like, is any of this true? You know, Like once mm-hmm. I do arrive at, this is like what I think it's saying, which is like, am I getting it right? And then it's like, well, is any of this, you know, like, am I understanding you correctly? Is kind of the first one. <laughs> When yeah. and we have that conversation with the Bible all the time. And then it's, okay, is what you're then saying even, like, you know, legitimate? Um, which I would say for me these days, I'm just, like, pretty sold out that, like, I would say, like, my external faith or whatever, like, I just pretty much think that the Bible's awesome and, and what it's trying to tell us is incredible. And so the the thing I need to do is understand it correctly. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not to say that there's not times where I'm like, is all this made up? But, uh, and that's where the certainty thing, you know, I'm not 100% certain, but I I believe, yeah, I guess I have faith in the Bible. I don't know if I always have faith in my understanding of the Bible, <laughs> mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah. there's I doubt in both of those, both of those things, but they're also mm-hmm. connected. So I think some of the people who, sometimes ask the least amount of doubt doubting questions 
have the most external faith, maybe about a faith that they don't understand very well. Mm. Anyway, I don't know if that's true, but yeah. Well, that goes to like something that I said in the last episode, I think, with the motivation sort of thing. Like it's not wrong to doubt or ask questions, but to be to ask them well, you need to be aware of kind of your head and heart space. You know, why are you asking these questions? What what why are you asking these questions? What is the what are you hoping to do Agreed. <laughs> with whatever answer you you come to or you, you know you you find um yeah 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 and i think i mean back to the original question it's like i don't think they're enemies even a little bit uh well yeah uh, or go ahead to use the the I, to lean back on kind of like the the bible stuff yeah the this idea of i don't know growing growing up doubting thomas was sure spoken of negatively yeah right yeah. so if you're unfamiliar you know the post crucifixion and resurrection there's news among the disciples of jesus that you know he is resurrected and, and thomas basically says unless i see him with my own eyes you know put my finger in his you know wounds inside that yeah. sort of thing i'm not gonna i'm not gonna believe sure um that evidence-based uh um, yeah, sort of response to a, a pretty, a pretty wild claim. Yeah, of resurrection, right? Sure. Um, and I feel like, at least growing up in my context, there was a lot of like, they ba- you basically did not want to be like Thomas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Same um, here. Yeah. And, but you don't get that. I don't. From what I remember, I don't think. The response of Jesus, even in that situation, was uh, "Can't believe you doubted me." Right, right, right. Thomas. Yeah, basically, it's like oh, go ahead. It's like um, people are like more blessed are they who you know who believe but haven't seen. Like you believe because yeah. you've seen, but like right. Um, it wasn't a, a denigration of Thomas's response. Sure. Well, that's what I think it was a little bit of like a nod, nod, wink, wink to the reader. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, this is you because I'm telling you, like, you're reading this gospel as somebody who hasn't seen and you're believing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like mm-hmm. a like a, a nod and a wink to the reader. Mm-hmm. Anywho. But yeah, all that to say, I feel like we, we went in a little bit of a roundabout way. But I would say, I don't think that they're enemies and in in many cases i think at least like if we're going to say faith if faith is like the virtue here which you know it is in the bible i'd say like you can't have a healthy one without doubts like Mm -hmm. personally uh mostly because then it's you're just there's no reflection on it you know what i mean there's Mm -hmm. no uh there's no building of of knowledge or understanding it's just Mm -hmm. uh this is what it is because that's what it says (laughs) you know which i think is uh is just like it, you're lacking something at worst and then can be very dangerous. Oh, wait, sorry. Mm-hmm. Lacking something at best could be very dangerous at worst, mm-hmm. um, depending on what you believe. But All right, shall we move on? Yeah, question number two.
question from the pew. All right, question number two. What does it mean to say, help my unbelief? Oof, got a little quote there from the Bible. Yeah. If Maybe we should give some background for what that question yeah. is for those who might not sure. know. Sure, why not? That would be helpful. Yeah. Um, it's coming from Mark 9. Nice. Um, basically, just to summarize it, um, a father brings his demon-possessed boy Jesus um, and asks, um, you know, if you're able to do something about this, <laughs> will you do it, please? Um, yeah. If you can do anything, have compassion on us and help him. That's verse 22. Yeah. And Jesus' response um, is, if, if you can, he quotes him um, and then says, all things are possible for one who believes. Verse 24, immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's incredible. Yeah, it's a picture, I think, of a, I don't know, of human existence, or at least for people who, yeah, people of faith. It's like that that wanting to believe, and, and I don't think it's a, a wishful, hopeful thing. Like I, be, you know, yeah. I believe it. I know I do, but that acknowledgement of of doubt and questioning. It's like, can you do it? Yeah, yeah, totally. Well, and I think, like, on a more, I don't know, maybe cosmic level or a more just like general level. Like in our world, obviously, like we see all these horrible things that are happening. And, like, at, I don't know, kind of at its core, whenever I boil it down to, like, what do Christians, like, really believe? Or, yeah, I guess Christians, what, like, what do we believe? It's, like, we believe that, like, God is good. You know what I mean? And he, like, mm -hmm. he wants to give us good things. And, like, he's made a good world. But then, obviously, we see all of these horrible things <laughs> that happen. And so we just, we look around and it's, like, what in the world is going on? Um, and so, like, it's kind of the cry that I have all the time. It's like, I believe that God is good. And I believe that like, he wants to give us good things and he wants the best for us. But then obviously you look around and it's like, I don't know where it's at though. <laughs> you know? Right. So that's where it's like, actually help me because it seems like when I look around, it doesn't, that's not the reality that I take in. And, mm -hmm. you know, depending on your socioeconomic you know, position or anything else, you might see a lot more suffering than somebody else. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. I don't know. So that's, that's where I, I think it's so relatable. Cause it's, I think the primary th like thing that we believe about God is that he's good. Uh, and then we look around and it's like, Oh, but it, it kind of doesn't look that way. And so that's where it's like, I do believe that. So like, help me with mm -hmm. the fact that I don't believe that in some ways, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. Know. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, go if we if, if we take a, a closer look at that that account, right? The whole reason why this man brought him to Jesus was that news about healings was spreading. Sure. Um, and and yet he acknowledges that there's a part of him that that doesn't believe 
Um, and it's not even just an acknowledgement, right? It moves beyond that to a request. I don't, yeah. He doesn't say, I believe, but I also, you know, disbelieve at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also doubt. No, it's, he goes straight to a request with that underlying understanding that I, I there's a part of me that doesn't believe, doesn't know if this is going to happen, but I need you to help me. Yeah, and that's where, I mean, this is a, uh, at least like if we're talking about doubt, kind of how we did in the previous question of like internal, where it's more like self-reflective, am I getting this right? Or, or you know, is my community teaching me right? Those kind of doubts hmm. versus like, you know, you know, let's say, you know, you have this teaching that God is good in the Bible. And then now it's like, oh man, you know, or like, I mean, with this guy, it's like, you know, Jesus is bringing the kingdom of heaven, which like, you know, a lot of that, like related to that in the Old Testament is healings and, you know, it's good news to the poor and the sick and the, you know, vulnerable and all these things. And so it's like, you know, is it really coming or, or like, is it, is that something that is actually going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or is that just like a wishful, uh, you know, that's great intentions, Old Testament, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like for this guy, it's like, is that, once again, it's like, is God good and is he going to act? Is he actually going to, you know, make something happen? You know what I mean? So that's where, I mean, I have this all the time, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, you know, in the end, do people just get away with everything that they do? Or, you know, is there justice? Is there, you know, sometimes I think yes. And other times it's like, I just, man, it doesn't seem like it is or like there's going to be, so... But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's just, yeah. there isn't, at least for me, I don't have like too much to say about it other than like, so I think it's so relatable to the human experience that we always, and like to those who have like chosen to be on a journey with, you know, Christ or, you know, God, it's like, is he actually good? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, definitely. So I, don't yeah, I think it, I think it's very yeah. relatable. I think it's a, for me, that's always stuck out and um, it's almost become um, kind of like a, a common thread in um, in kind of asking these questions. Um, is that, okay, these, of these things I have greater certainty about and I ask my questions in the context or in light of these things, kind of like what you're saying, if we understand that God is good, uh, then what does it mean for, you know, this question that I'm asking? Um, and underlying that is kind of that request. Okay, help me to understand this because I understand this about you, but this doesn't make sense. Um, Yeah. And I think that can be kind of widened to a lot of different areas of kind of human life, Um, right? The idea that unbelief does not mean you have to abandon everything or leave the whole thing you know, leave it wholesale. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to add to that. Yeah, no, I think that's a good place to end it. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you'd like to support us financially, you can do so on Patreon. It's just www.patreon.com slash questions from the pew. If you can't support us financially, please give us a good rating or review on iTunes or whatever platform you're listening on, and that will help others find our podcast. Also, please comment and ask questions. You can do that by following and messaging us on Facebook or Instagram. 
You can also leave us a short voice message or text message at 312-725-2995. If you do leave a voicemail, please keep it under 30 seconds and tell us your name and where you're from. We'd love to include your voicemail in our Q&R episodes, but if you prefer for us not to, just let us know and we'll include your question in another way and without giving your information. The same goes for any messages you send us on social media or through text. This has been Questions from the Pew, a podcast in the World Outspoken Network. To learn more about World Outspoken and its mission to prepare the Mestizo Church for cultural change, visit www.worldoutspoken.com. For Questions from the Pew, I'm Rikard Zalameta. I'm Lucas Manning. We'll see you next time. Bye.